I added some flair to it there. Seth Rollins has some things to say about AEW, even mentioning the word WWE. Oh, he called them tacky. Oh, we got some internet tribalism for you. Plus the latest WrestleMania updates with The Undertaker taking his rightful place in the WWE Hall of Fame. They're unveiling a physical tribute to The Undertaker. What is it? Ooh, I will tell you about it. Lots of WrestleMania updates this weekend. I am live in Dallas. We will give a bunch of content for you, so keep it up here. And if you're liking this video and you're watching it live, share the link. Are you stink? We're going to get some Marco stunt news. Why is Kevin Owens staying with the WWE? And so much more. Hit that pre-roll, baby. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! What's up, everybody? It's okay. You can just do the bass parts. <laughs> Jeremy Bennett in Nebraska, if you ask you. I'm Kevin in Texas. Oh, hell yeah. What? Uh, I was in Austin for a few days. Uh, I'm feeling the hangover. All right. Uh, and I started eating red meat again this week. I took three weeks off red meat to kind of like get myself ready for it. So I'm enjoying it. I haven't uh, had got- red meat since. Monday, maybe. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, love the people yelling, watch out, watch out. Uh, that's really, really awesome. If you're with us for the first time, don't forget to hit the like button, jump on screen, get your comments on screen. We want to hear from all the uh, diehards who are with us every single day on Top Story. We do this every weekday. We'll have a ton of extra content and stuff popping up, by the way, that's live that isn't like a part of our regular schedule. Uh, we will be live after both nights of WrestleMania, live from AT&T Stadium. We will be broadcasting from the press box there. I'll um, be live from my house. <laughs> and we will also be live from NXT on Saturday as well. We'll have a post show for that. So make sure your notifications are on. Whether you're watching us on a, on Facebook Watch, you can turn those on. Ding that bell. I know a lot of people watch us there. Oh, what's up, Kit? What's up, Kim Grace? Shout out to Bo. Shout out to Bo. I owe you guys a care package. I guess be, be, be safe. Be safe. I'm, I'm months behind there. I'm months behind. Uh, can't. Uh, she says she can't watch today, but uh, we are we are doing uh, dodging tornadoes today in North Mississippi. I have to catch a replay. Yes, there is a very uh, dangerous uh, uh, storm of waves coming in off the Gulf here. Uh, so uh, sending our, our best wishes out to all those people. Some and some people traveling in for WrestleMania as well. All those different things. All the wrestling friends out there, be safe. We hope you guys are are doing well. Let's jump right into it. Seth Rollins is one of the many WWE superstars on the media tour for WrestleMania. We will have uh, we will have Roman Reigns. The biggest thing in wrestling tonight is unfortunately not going to be AEW Dynamite. If you're a Dynamite fan, it's me Roman Reigns on, on the Tonight Show. It's going to be WWE having superstars across the spectrum in mainstream media. Uh, Bianca Belair was on ESPN and he was doing an interview here, and he was asked about. Uh, bringing up John Moxley's name in the ramp up to his very good match, very very good match with Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Dare I say the best match on that show was there? And in bringing that up, he said no one had any issue with it. No one said anything to him at all. They understand it's a part of our history. If we didn't acknowledge that John Moxley, Dean, whatever you want to call him, is a part of it, then we wouldn't like it'd be stupid. Uh, people know that we were tied together as as a, as a trio. Makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. Um, but then he went on to say it's kind of different, though, with AEW because it doesn't it seems like it's tacky is the word he used and low, excuse me, low brow. <laughs> I was like, whoa, uh, the, this wasn't the most salacious shot that anyone's ever done across the bow in the 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 war between WWE and AEW. But this is certainly interesting because it wasn't just like he basically said it's a cheap thing to do. It wasn't cheap for me. I already have history with these people. It was it was interesting uh, the way he it, it goes up both ways though they both do they oh both, yeah absolutely. they both yeah. guilty and it's fun as a 
as a smart Mark fan, it's fun to see one side take a shot at the other, whether it's WWE doing it to AEW or AEW doing it to WWE. The fans love it because it's yeah. it's a piece of what made wrestling great in the late 90s with the Monday Night Wars. They did it back and forth, and the crowd did it back and forth when they took a side. Some of us are on both sides, and we just love to see both sides do uh, do this type of thing. I don't think it's tacky at all. Uh, as uh, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Ricky, our our longtime watcher in the chat, saying uh, Seth Rollins' character is tacky, though it's my favorite iteration of Seth Rollins uh, to date. But uh, you know, I don't think it's tacky. I think it's a lot of fun. It riles up the crowd. It gets mm-hmm. people talking on the internet, and both sides win. Get those, get those sweet clicks, baby. So here is his exact comments. He was doing an interview with Sports Illustrated. You can see this. This is the SI Media Podcast. Very, very good podcast. I watched it several times. They do a good job when they have WWE people on. They can do whatever they want. I guess he's referencing AEW here. I find it very tacky and very lowbrow, personally. I think it looks and reeks of desperation. I just don't think it's anything on our television show that we need to go there and talk down about those guys. So he's saying AEW. Uh, they're doing their thing. They're doing it very well. We're happy for them. I am at least. Are they on our level? No. Uh, they've got a long way to go to catch up to us, and that's fine. And they know that. And I think they do things differently. But for me, my perspective, I think it's just a step down for us to use to use it as insult. So that's my perspective on it. People may not share that opinion. I'll say this about Seth Rollins. I interviewed him a few years ago, and he had some very salacious things to say in that interview, specifically about CM Punk and how he really wanted a match with them. And he brought up real life things that could play into a storyline that apparently never really happened. And they were playing, they were going off on each other on social media. And obviously that's not a match that's going to happen anytime soon. If it ever does happen. Right. Uh, I, I can say this about Seth from talking to him in person and and now working with people that have been a part of his career for a very long time. He is a guy who, when he says something, he means it. It's not, it's not conjecture when you're getting him out of character. He is straight up. He has no problem saying anything that is provocative, but he isn't doing it um, in these interviews to be provocative. He's a, he's a fairly straight shooter in that sense. Uh, And he understands the craft of what you're doing. And also like he's, he knows what it takes to make a storyline work. You know, he's done some really, really great stuff. Some everything in the last 10 years in WWE that's that's really solid A plus stuff. He probably is not too far from it. Uh, and I I don't I don't disagree with the sense of both of both of them do it, but his approach of I just think it's beneath it's beneath people to do it. Like it's it like it's just seems like it's a cheap thing to do. Like he's just yeah. calling it cheap heat. Yeah. People yeah. Every single heel in the business uses cheap heat, so sure that's kind of a weak argument. But uh, but like I said, both sides do it, and let's see, and let's fans, see what the fans are thinking and, here. And the uh, fans like it. The fans, I think, the fans like it when they take a shot at the other side. I, I don't think it's tacky, and I think the fans kind of like it. You fans pop for it all the time. Uh, Phil saying Seth Rollins dresses very tacky these days. <laughs> yes, he does. He but he's it's it's awesome. I love it. Uh, and Yuri Jean is saying his whole his whole character gimmick and situation is an insult. Uh, Steven saying Seth is on a different level. He is with uh, this character. I love CM it. Punk is a bitter man. No. Uh, yeah, no, he's happy now. Yeah, uh, he was probably it, bitter for a while. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty ridiculous. I read some ridiculous tweets about this today. 
Like, uh, I want to do this. I'm thinking about doing this as a segment. I'm trying to find this one. Uh, I'm thinking about, can we try a new segment on the show? Okay. It's called Twitter Shitter. We're going to okay. go to the shittiest wrestling tweets that I can find. And I searched Seth Rollins AEW today. And this one came up from Hank Borden. All right. He wrote a thread about this that uh, that he replied to. It has no likes. Uh, he tagged Rollins in this, by the way. Hey, he, had to he had to tag the person to let him know his, his fan thought. At WW Rollins, tacky and lowbrow is how you describe AEW using WWE names in promos. I say WWE is tacky and lame, has been for years now. You will block me because I speak the truth, but no one in WWE is any good, which is why they got to keep bringing Goldberg back. <laughs> They're like completely unrelated. Speaking things. of bitter, I think this guy's just bitter when he wakes up. <laughs> Yeah, Better he after he takes a he continues. You are no good. You can't carry a promo at all without being told what to say. You have nice moves, but are a botch fest, hurting people all the time. They have reinvented you. How many times are you trying to find a way to get you over? You obviously know you know nothing at all about AEW. You know otherwise. You, this is the third tweet. Otherwise, you would know that the times people do usually reference WWE's and storyline with someone who used to work there, which again is lowbrow to ignore it and make the fans feel like they're morons. To not acknowledge AEW on TV is insulting. So yes, block me for speaking the truth. It's insulting to not acknowledge AEW. He's saying he doesn't want to do that because he thinks it's cheap, right? He doesn't want to take a shot at them. He doesn't think he needs to do that. You think you, you know he's put he's he's a uh... He's pushing out that tweet as he's trying to push out a turd on the toilet right now. <laughs> this this is a toilet. This is this is absolutely a toilet tweet. This is like a yeah. late at night Donald Trump toilet. <laughs> I'm so mad about wrestling things. Oh, I got fiber to my diet. <laughs> like that, that's exactly what was happening. Yeah. Uh, if you guys want us to do uh, more Twitter shitters in the future, um, let me know. Uh, and hit the like button if you guys like that. We'll do more uh, Twitter shitters in the future. Uh, one of the highlights of this week uh, for WrestleMania, especially for me, and I'm going to be excited to, to attend this, is Undertaker's Hall of Fame induction. Uh, we've got some uh, backstage stories from Undertaker as he's making the media rounds to promote this. This will be streaming on Peacock right after SmackDown on Friday night in the same venue. And uh, it is interesting as well, WWE going to unveil an Undertaker statue. They've done these like official WWE statues that look really, really cool. Mm -hmm. A full-scale statue. Uh, they've done one for Dusty, Bruno San Martino. Uh, I believe Hulk Hogan has one as well. Andre. And, the Ultimate, and Andre the Giant and Ultimate Warrior. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, these are pretty cool. Maybe those get to be a part of a physical WWE Hall of Fame. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, this will be unveiled tomorrow night at the Superstore Access. I'm hoping to have this. If I do have it, we will stream it. We will try and stream it'll, this stuff live. It, it'll literally go live right about as uh, Sid and I probably go off the air tomorrow. It's six. It's six p.m. Central time uh, is when this is going to start. So, and we're going to start probably right at our usual time at five thirty. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, this will be probably close to when we get off the air is when this starts. So, definitely uh, stay tuned to Kev on the Twitter, and uh, uh, some special guests include. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Kane are all going to be uh, in, in attendance for this. It's 
pretty sweet here, man. Uh, a lot of his rivals, his, his kayfabe brothers out there too. So it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Undertaker uh, also uh, spoke speaking with sports guys talking wrestling about different storylines throughout his career. Named uh, 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 his favorite storyline of his career. A lot of people, of course, point to Mick Foley, which he says is high up on the list. But he says that Kane is probably the greatest story ever told in wrestling. I also enjoyed my rivalries with Shawn Michaels, Triple H. And over the course of a 30-plus year career, you get a lot of interesting storylines and people that you get to compete mm-hmm. against. Um, Undertaker said uh, he settled on being the storyline with Kane being the greatest of his career. Two men worked together a lot throughout the time of the business. And he says, I'm going to say probably the battles with Kane. I think it was, I think, a storyline that people, whether you were a wrestling fan or you weren't, you understood just because sibling because of sibling rivalries. And I think people identified with that. And Kane was always such a physically dominant athlete. And he always brought the best out in me. So I'm going to go with the Brothers of Destruction when it comes to Undertaker's favorite storyline of his career. Uh, that first one they did at WrestleMania 14, like the buildup to it was like peak insane stuff with WWE. The way he, they oh introduced God, him. Kane! Yeah, he had probably one of the coolest debuts in WWE, like in terms yeah. of like what he did. Like he ripped the door. Didn't he didn't he like put him in a cast? He ripped, the door, he ripped the door right out of the hell in the cell. Did he? Did they do the bit on that one where he put him in the casket and burned it? Was that the same show? No, it was Bad Blood, right? If I'm, I'm trying to I don't that, think but it, I don't think the casket was because it was a Hell in the Cell with Shawn Michaels. Okay, so but there was an there end were... of a pay per view where where Kane put him in a casket. Kane put oh yeah, he lit him on fire and Undertaker disappeared till like WrestleMania season, I think. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, and the return in 04, it was perfect. They did it again. I want to say like 10 years ago. And it wasn't as interesting and like Paul Bear like turned on him or something like that. Like it was maybe like the third or fourth time they went to it. Maybe they went to the well a little bit once. That was but, when, but them as a tag team is awesome too. That was when Kane was bad mathing the uh the uh American badass side of taker, which brought back the original dead man. Uh this was when Kane was just freshly unmasked and he started bad mouthing that that version of Taker saying that's not the real taker. So that brought back the dead man for the first time uh, in five years or however long he had that mm-hmm. run with the American badass. Uh, and it could be interesting here. I'm looking forward to Undertaker's speech. To me, yeah. that's my favorite thing I'm going to see this week. Yeah. Uh, Friday is going to be insane. Uh, I can tell you this. We have yeah. WWE interviews this week. We that's will be cool, interviewing man. people from WWE, which is really, really cool. So who are those names? Just keep an eye out on Friday. It is going to be really, really cool. We're going to be dropping a bunch of different content for you this there as well. And we're going to be at a WWE wedding. There's a WWE themed wedding that's going on that's going to be pretty ridiculous. Uh, so just a bunch of different things. Once again, turn those notifications on to everyone who's watching for the first time. Maybe this is the week you start getting your wrestling podcast. If you haven't done it, uh, subscribe to us. We're available as well on Apple and Spotify and all the major podcasting apps. Tons of different content out there. We just dropped more <laughs> episodes of Top Story and our official WrestleMania preview. Where we just run out every match on the card. Kenny Boland, former wrestling manager to John Cena, uh, is on the show. I'll give you a preview. Sit on that as well. Uh, so uh, this is going to be an interesting week. Uh, while we wrap up this Undertaker segment, what are you looking forward to in this speech? I think this speech is going to be really intense like it's gonna if you're a diehard long like long road fan with the undertaker there's gonna be some real satisfaction seeing this wrapped up this i time, i'm right? just gonna look forward to the real mark calloway being genuine and emotional and um and I, i'm just looking forward to the 
the real man speaking about his 30 plus year career. The real. That's the way uh, Iron and, Cheek would refer. And, to and speaking of the real, uh, you know, J uh, John Cena recently did an uh, an interview with GQ, and he was asked, "How is the Undertaker backstage?" And uh, he says, "Mark backstage is very much like the Undertaker. That's how dedicated he is. He's stoic, very calculated, and does speak softly. And carries a big stick. Until now, two years ago, he started relaxing, letting loose, having fun." Uh, but that role consumed him, and that's what led to his long-term success. He has the ability to be like, this is who I am, this is who I'm going to be, because it entertains people, and I totally have a great respect for that. Uh, so John Cena basically saying, what you got on screen was what you got backstage until just recently, the past couple of years, when uh, he started to kind of loosen up. And you saw that, because he never did interviews. He never did things like... Uh, you know, the Stone Cold podcast and things like that. And he started doing those things the last couple of years of his career. Mm. Uh, plenty of uh, stuff coming up here. There are some people in the chat who are going to be at WrestleMania. Yes, I will be there. Um, also, I know we keep updating things and plugging different stuff coming up here. Uh, we want to take content with fans this weekend. We're going to be we're going to be doing some cool stuff in the parking lot with fans. Uh, and parking lot brawl. Uh, I, I, Manchild on the street is the working title. Of what we're somebody talking going about. through a table. Maybe yeah, we'll do some Bills Mafia. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yes, let's let's get into it here. Uh, more uh, news. Yes, more news got, to cover. We've got uh, updated uh, for those that like to throw money around. We've got uh, updated betting odds for WrestleMania 38. They have uh, uh, just kind of come out there um, from Bet Online. Uh, we've got uh, uh, all the matches on the card here. Uh, what uh, what the uh, the favorites are? What is going mm -hmm. to expect to happen in terms of those that are throwing the money down uh, in regards to uh, WrestleMania Saturday, Bianca Belair, a heavy favorite over Becky Lynch, one to six Becky Lynch, a seven to two favorite to retain the title. So heavy favorite uh, sliding towards Bianca Belair. Also a heavy favorite for Ronda Rousey in her match against Charlotte Flair. She is a one to seven favorite to win the title where Charlotte Flair is a four to one underdog to win the title. Uh, when it comes to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, uh, very close. Uh, the Usos, a one to two favorite. Rick Boo, Boogs, and Shinsuke Nakamura, they're a three to two favorite. So very tight between those two. But I don't really see the Usos losing those titles to, to those guys. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it just hasn't really. The Usos have held the title for so long, much like Roman Reigns. I just don't feel like this is a time for the Usos to lose that title. Um it's interesting um, with the Usos. I do think everyone just kind of treats them like they're Roman's goons, which they are. Like that's that's what that's their biggest role. Really, it's probably bigger than them being the tag champs. Um, but I think people always sleep on them as a banger tag team. Like they have hmm. incredible matches. The fans this year voted for them to win our tag team of the year, mm -hmm. right? They have these matches that are really really underrated when they when they get a spot on a pay per view. They always kill it. They had some banger ones on like kickoff shows. And I know people don't think, oh, if you're on the kickoff, it isn't the same thing. Uh, I'm no, I'm of the thought if you're on the kickoff, there's a lot of people that are going to see you. Like you, you guys got to get that out of your head. There's, a, there's still a ton of people that see the kickoff matches and they have millions of views. And that that's worth noting there. Uh, it is <clears throat> interesting to see how that turns out. Give, give, me, the, give me the odds of the big main events. Here. Moving along, we've got uh, AJ Styles is a five to eight favorite to defeat Edge, who's a six to five. So that's really a, a really tight uh, match there as well. Uh, kind of almost nearly 50-50 with AJ it's Styles. It's not easy to Edge. predict that match. Not easy. They could go either way on that. 
mystery opponent is one to five favorite, uh, a heavy favorite over Seth Rollins. Uh, <laughs> Seth Rollins three to one. So mystery opponent uh, is how they named that. Uh, what happens first? <coughs> Cody Rhodes. Stone Cold Stunner on Kevin Owens or Kevin Owens stuns Stone Cold? Uh, they have it. It's heavy. What happens first is the bet. Uh, Stone Cold <laughs> stunning Kevin is a heavy favorite at one to ten. While Me? Sto- uh, while Kevin Owens, yeah, <laughs> where while Kevin Owens stunning Stone Cold first is a five to one favorite. Uh, Drew McIntyre, gigantic favorite over Happy Corbin, one to ten. Where Happy Corbin is a five to one favorite to win uh, that match. So heavily slighted towards Drew McIntyre. Uh, 50 50 on Mysterio's Logan Paul and Miz. Uh, New Day are a two to one underdog uh, against Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Uh, going into WrestleMania Sunday, Roman Reigns is a a pretty bit, a good favorite at three uh, at two to seven, where Brock Lesnar is a nine to four or a two and a half point underdog, uh, two and a half underdog to uh, so the betting is is uh, is slanted towards Roman Reigns, and I feel like Roman Reigns is going to win that match as well. In the triple threat. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team titles, RK Bro is your favorite at two to three. Street Profits at three to two. Alpha Academy at four to one. For the women's tag side, Naomi and Sasha Banks, the one to two favorite right now, with uh, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley second. Zelina Vega and Carmella five to one. And Shayna Baszler and Natalia, a heavy underdog at 15 to two. Omos, Bobby Lashley, Omos, a one to two favorite. Bobby, Bobby Lashley, a three to two underdog. Johnny Knoxville, a one to three favorite to defeat Sami Zayn, who is a two to one underdog. Pat McAfee is a five to seven favorite to win, while Austin Theory is even money. So very tight on Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. NXT stand and deliver Braun Breaker gigantic. This is the biggest odds I've seen of any match of the weekend. Braun Breaker, a one to 12 favorite to win. The match, Dolph Ziggler, a six to one underdog. Mandy Rose, a favorite to come out of the fatal four way as champion still, which I find interesting. Cora Jade is second at nine to four. Io Shirai, three to one. Kaylee Ray, seven to two. Creed Brothers, favored to win the tag team titles. Uh, Tomasa Champa, favored to win on his way out the door of NXT. And Gunther, a very heavy favorite against LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting uh, that uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, such a heavy underdog. I don't know if that's a, a guarantee that he that he loses that match. They're going to do something on the NXT show. Yeah. Stand and Deliver has got to move the deal. Also, Stand and Deliver, what a tough spot to be in, dude. Saturday afternoon, hours before yeah. WrestleMania night one. That's a tough, tough spot to be in. I almost wish they had it on Thursday. You know, if you did it tonight, mm-hmm. they would have been like, you know, a better, I th- a better move for them. But that's yep. just my take. All right. Uh, Moving Long on. weekend. Marco Stunt. He has not been uh, on AEW television for months and months and months now. And the little buddy of the Jurassic Express uh, is no longer riding the Express. He's been doing some other active things. I know he was involved in some singing competitions. He's been active on social media. Uh, but news has come out that Christopher Daniels, who is the talent rep, who he does talent coordination for All Elite Wrestling, has informed him that his contract will not be renewed in May. Uh, now, this is what AEW is doing, as I can tell you from talking to people in the industry, they do not want the word release associated with them the way that it is with WWE. They do not want, they just want people to have the contracts, get to the end of your deal. We don't renew your deal, uh, which is 
some people could say they're letting you go. What are they doing? They're just not renewing your deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they de- they just don't want that stink on them, and, and uh, maybe WWE just doesn't feel like, yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we 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 weathered it before. No big deal. Uh, he's was out of the mix with them pretty quickly. I, I think I think he was a guy who was there. He was fun. He was a nice little addition, but. Uh, the more they evolve, the more talent that comes in. I, I think Marco is a guy who is, because of his size, he's a very, very small guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's going to have that issue everywhere he goes. Yeah, everywhere he goes. And, and that I'm not, I'm not holding anything against him. I think he's no. done some fun things on the independent level. I know some great people that have worked shows with him before. Talented guy, but I just don't think it, it worked. It did. Yeah, it, could, I don't. I don't know what it added to the the team of of uh, uh, on, Jungle Boy and and uh, and the yeah. Dinosaur Man. Especially with uh, AEW evolving, bringing in a lot of stars, and and Christopher Daniels said budget cuts and a large ro- large roster were the reasons why they didn't bring budget back. cuts. Budget cuts. Budget Come on cuts. now, AEW. Why do you have to steal moves from WWE? <laughs> but uh, you know, Marco does put on some good matches. You see him in GCW. Uh, has he appeared in AEW with you before? Uh, Marco Stunt? No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm uh, AAW is the promotion I, I work with in Chicago. Um, I have not worked with him, um, uh, but I, I've worked with other people that have done stuff with him and, and say he's a sweet guy. Yeah. The, I, saw uh, him, I saw him work a match with Brian Alvarez, which was pretty cool, at mm-hmm. uh, Black Label Pro in Northwest Indiana, the region, a few years ago. It was entertaining. The, uh, the Fightful Select report uh, says the split was amicable and the conversation went well. Well, I mean, this is part of it, though. You bring people in, you got to let people go. And and I, they're going to do it with other people that people like, too. This is like, there were some guys that they were going to let go, apparently, and, and stayed. Brian Cage, people thought he was just out of there. Like, he hadn't been on television. No. Kenny Omega, let him know. He's saying, yeah, okay, you're going to stay. And, and then you have Joey Janela saying, no, I don't want to stay. Yeah, I want on a deal. And you're not doing anything with me. And maybe I made this mistake, and you guys have soured on me, and that's it. You know, And it, he went on the record with it. Uh, but there's other people just like, that don't want to process the idea that AEW can let people go. And I was like, yes, they can. They, it's part of the business. It's part, it's, it's, it's part of it. It's an unfortunate part of it, but it's part of it. I got let go by the radio station I was with for like nearly 10 years. It sucked. It's part of it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not saying um, it to be heartless, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was a good part with Jurassic Express, but the company evolved and it it is growing by leaps and bounds and so you and, bring... and he's, he's he was only a complimentary character yeah you know never you know you know there was some cool moves he would make mm-hmm. in a six-man tag but yeah there when it comes to that kind of of large-scale company it's kind of hard to to have someone like that and and when you have so many other talents on there to find a place for him to be um you know and and so i like marco marco was a uh a regular on sammy guevara's vlog as well um you know he he, it was fun to see him on there it's kind of he hasn't been on there for a while either so it's kind of sad to see him leave that 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 whole uh that whole place but uh there are many opportunities for marco and now he is nationally known so he will bring in money he -hmm. will bring in offers and uh, he's going to have a, a the indies are not a bad thing, and uh, no. you could make a lot of money there. Just ask Matt Cardona. So, 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, oh. I do want to shout out this comment here from Sean MC. WWE Raw Women's Championship on the line. Hair versus hair. That's what he wants to see. Yes, they did do a hair angle this week. I was That was my favorite thing on Raw this week was Bianca Belair and Peggy Lynch going off at each other. And Bianca saying, I, I can kick your ass. You know I can. You know I'm a threat to you. Like, she really hammered down the notes of this. And Becky Lynch came out and attacked her. And they, they were, they, they were going to do the haircut angle. And she did the big proppy scissors. And then it got reversed into Bianca cutting Becky's hair, which I thought was a cool twist. And I wish they would add hair to hair versus hair to this. This uh, Becky with short hair, like, would be wild. They wouldn't do the complete bald thing, right? They wouldn't do the complete bald thing. But also with Bianca, that braid, I interviewed her a few months ago, and fans were bringing that up. And she's like, I am not. No way. And it's a weapon. It's a whip. It's a hair whip. If they did that, how the reaction, if they cut Bianca's hair, the re, oh, the gall, Miss the heat. hatred, Miss the heat. hatred. Absolute heat here. Sean MC from Glasgow, Scotland. Yes, uh, shout out to Celtic FC. We're on the road again. There you go. Uh, shout out to Celtic. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is in the biggest thing on WrestleMania this year outside of the Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar match. And that is getting Stone Cold Steve Austin to come on his talk show for a very physical confrontation that it's being billed as. And Kevin Owens uh, is getting this key spot with one of the biggest names in the business, Stone Cold Steve Austin, months after signing a very lucrative and reported high dollar contract that secures him with WWE uh, for the next few years. Uh, he has elaborated on what led him to sticking with WWE. Obviously, the options were there if you wanted to go to All Elite Wrestling. Though everyone at All Elite Wrestling I talked to now is like, "Oh no, no!" Like there, there was no interest in it. But prior to mm-hmm. him signing this deal with WWE, there was absolutely people talking about it. Like, "Oh, it'd yeah. oh, be cool if we got him. It'd be cool if we got him." <laughs> and then everyone's like, "No, no, there wasn't." You know. Uh, but part of it is it just it just seems like Kevin was very very comfortable with WWE. Uh, he described in several interviews before we lay this one out here. That it was it wasn't much debate. There wasn't much debate about him doing this, him him staying with WWE. So what did he say? Uh yeah, so a recent a recent interview with ESPN, Kevin Owens said a big part of it honestly was that Vince McMahon made it pretty clear to me that he wanted me to stay. And you know, I've been in WWE for seven years at this point. You know, I've had a lot of friends elsewhere in wrestling, but there is a whole side of WWE that people don't get to see, whether it's production crew, camera people, stage manager, creative team. All these people, they're all very special people, and you know they're a part of my family, my extended family now, my professional family, if you want to call it that. So that these were all factors that led me to you know, staying put because Vince made it clear he wanted me to stay. It feels like my home and all those other people there, You know, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't get to see anymore. And, and, and it was just like, you know, it seemed like the right move, and that's all there really is to it. I get it, man. And then look what he got. Look what the spot he gets. He gets to work mm. with Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. He gets to dude. close Saturday. Uh, so before we get out of here, I do have to talk about this story. Some PWI insider. Uh-oh. One of the most maligned characters during Royal Rumble weekend, both backstage and in the mouth of fans, was one Shane McMahon, son of Vince McMahon, a part of WWE, the family that runs it. And uh, Shane was the agent for the Royal Rumble match, the men's match, mm-hmm. and added some different things and wanted himself featured. And he was in the match uh, and uh, reportedly was quietly let go. We now learn from Peter. Uh, ruffled, ruffled some feathers. Yes, feathers were ruffled. They were fully ruffled feathers. 
Uh, a new report from PWI Insider uh, says that WWE could be bringing him in for this weekend at WrestleMania. Uh, in the the return to action, we saw him at Royal Rumble, and that didn't go too well. There was some reported big plan for him there, and now it's going down this road. Um, this um, could be interesting as we're still waiting to see who Seth Rollins will face at WrestleMania. Now, uh, a lot of fans want it to be Cody, uh, but they've never brought up. I mean, you, you've we've talked about the teases and stuff like that, right? But they've never flat out even remotely teased him. I know they brought up, oh, his dreams are dashed. Oh, that's a Cody reference. Or it's it's going to be a real nightmare or something like that. Smoke you know? and mirrors, I think. Uh, said. Yeah, and, and like stuff like that. But they've never flat out said, like, you're going to face someone who's been in WWE before. Or you're going to face somebody from over at the other company. Well, or, and, and know, Vince, they, it, there's never been anything on the nose. And Vince Russo, Vince Russo made a good point on Legion of Raw this week. He says it makes absolutely no sense for him to pick handpick Cody to be that guy. Uh, he he he, th- he said Undertaker would make a lot of sense. Shane That'd be would, awesome if it was Shane, Undertaker. People would lose their minds. He, he says it just makes no logical sense to have Vince McMahon handpick Cody to face Rollins at Mania. But a lot of things that WWE does doesn't make sense. So, you know, it, it's hard telling. But that that's just what Vince had said this week. So. Um, if Seth Rollins, uh, if he, if he faces Shane McMahon and that music hits, oh, there's gonna be a lot of people mad. Oh boy. And this is the, it's not a match people really want to see either. This is the, uh, I've also heard, you know, fans theorize. Now we can speculate, right? They play Shane's music. Out comes Shane. Cody cuts him off. Cody comes out. Beats him up, says, screw your family. I'm back here. Mm-hmm. And you'll find good. out who signed me later on. Be good. And and uh, wrestling has more than one royal family. And you, you go that route, play downstate. He gets Oh, that'd be ring, great. Yeah, that'd be great anger. to have that cut, that cut off Shane with that music. With yeah, that, that, dude. That open. Yeah. Quote me now. If that happens, that would be rad. I was talking about that with some of my uh, my wrestling buddies. Shout out to John Eide, Michael Keefe, and the, uh, the Wrestling Comedy Boys, the K-Fabe crew. We were chatting about that earlier today. Uh, that'll do it for today's top story. Did you have a fun time? How come you haven't hit that like button yet? Uh, did you enjoy this show? You watched uh, 33 plus minutes of content from us for free. Just simply share the link or you stink. So get that stink off you and share that link. There you go. <laughs> All right. It's pretty simple. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Kev Kellum. You can follow Jeremy on the Twitter machine at JB Huskas. I'm uh, posting a bunch of different stuff on Instagram. I'm not super uh, active on that, but if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, uh, you can follow my story there. I'm doing all the goofy late night things there. Uh, give me a follow at Kev Kellum six. Kev Kellum six. Uh, thank you guys so much. This is a big week. A whole lot of content, a lot of traveling, all these different things. We're going to have so much fun stuff for you. Uh, remember, when you're watching wrestling this week, Besides complaining about why they're they doing the fantasy booking in my head on the TV that I'm watching, just relax, calm down, try and return to your inner child who booed the bad guys and cheered the good guys, and do what, Jeremy? Enjoy wrestling. Yeah! Talk to them. Let me talk to you. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out!